electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. It's Jim Cramer here. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action. Good Wednesday morning and welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm David Faber along with Jim Cramer. Of course, uh, Carl Quintanilla has the morning off. Just a few moments from now, Ukrainian President Zelensky is set to deliver an historic virtual address to the U.S. Congress. Uh, He's expected to plead for more military aid from the U.S. as Russia intensifies its attacks against this country. Uh, In the brief time that we have, though, let's take a look at futures uh, and let's get sort of a setup, at least on the day ahead as well, uh, with Jim. Uh, Obviously, big rebound in China, which we've been talking a lot about in terms of the decline in so many of those stocks, Jim. I don't know what else or what else you think may come out of this address that perhaps is of importance uh, from an economic perspective and or business perspective beyond, obviously, dealing with what is continued crisis in that country. Militarily, he does need an unmanned anything that's a drone so that they can pinpoint with the artillery is, uh, and then humanitarian money to feed. It's just getting worse on the ground in Ukraine every moment. They're deciding to start. Uh, people. More and more atrocities being reported, people being shot in red lines. No, it, it's their typical, uh, it's their game plan. Kill civilians. We don't talk about it. It's your game plan. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I remember when Churchill had to study that idea of killing civilians. Just wait it and wait it and wait it. Hence the Nazis. Yeah. Just kill civilians at will. Um, well, Zelensky certainly will be focused on that and asking for more uh, potential aid, although, again, uh, a no-fly zone has been ruled out because that would essentially take us into conflict with Russia, something that the administration obviously uh, is determined to avoid at this point. Um, Jim, when it comes to what else, I don't really, you know, uh, military aid is obviously what it would be. Right. Uh, will, he bring that, up, will he bring up, I mean, John Ellis, my friend from newsitems.substack, uh, is talking about, don't forget, they do have tactical, you, know, you remember you were talking about 2,000 nuclear weapons yesterday? They have tactical nuclear weapons that can blow up a certain area. Uh, very frightening. Very frightening. And uh, if this man, who is crazy, obviously, because of what he's doing, uh, it, it, he's not crazy like a fox. He's just crazy. So you well, can't that, that, That's the conversation that comes up, I'm sure. It doesn't matter who, who, you're, who you're talking to, you're having lunch or dinner with in the business community. It's always first and foremost, what is Putin's off-ramp? Right. And is he irrational? And how does this end? Right. And of course, you don't have an answer to any of those questions. I'm not sure who does. We He's ask the wars. experts all day long, and it's not wars. clear they do either. He had a war against uh, Syria, against the Democrats. Yep. And then a war against uh, the Chechens, uh, and his course of action was to encircle, starve, bomb, right, attack with artillery, the hail, as they call it. As you've been pointing out, Jim, right. may, uh, I mean, Zelensky may be delayed ever so slightly, which will give us a chance uh, to, to talk a bit more about sort of the day ahead. Sure. Um, and look, China is very important because the, she didn't want the market to go down anymore, so he said, listen, we're not going to let it go down. And there I think that, once again, those who want to be in that, you have to, you're playing when 
I mean, sometimes she, remember she, uh, back a few years, uh, he came in when it looked like death cross. Yes. A lot of times he came in when it looked like there was going to be a reverse head and shoulders. The insanity of what goes on over there is you can do whatever you want. See, that's one of the reasons why I don't think it's a great market. It's a command stock market. Right. And it's not, by the way, a, 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 like a Fed put. It's like, okay, it's down, on, down enough. we got to do something. The but, psychology but, changes so quickly, Jim. Totally. Uh, it's a very difficult market to navigate for that reason. It does have the impact, of course, given all the uncertainty, not to mention these volatile moves of putting a lot of corporations on the sidelines when it comes to big decisions, for example, M&A, which obviously, as you know, I'm well acquainted with. But specific to China and what you're talking about, because, of course, we have been talking the last two days about just the dramatic fall in names that yeah. already had gotten crushed. And right. many of our viewers know Alibaba or JD, enormous companies, uh, Tencent, which doesn't trade here. Uh, uh, but um, China and the U.S. have maintained good communication, uh, says China State Media, and have made positive progress uh, in terms of a cooperation plan dealing with that Holding Foreign Companies Accountable Act right. and sort of the three-year period of delisting, because that was the latest thing late last week that... Right. Um, that scared a lot of investors in Chinese equities, not to mention, of course, the COVID lockdowns and the possibility of further economic war between the two countries. Yeah. So you hear applause there, and you can see. Uh, if you buy those stocks at 15, you got to know what she's up to, whether yeah. she wants to go hold the buy. I think he's got most things to hold. He took them from a sell-off, sell-off hold. Yeah. It's that absurd, okay? I can make fun of it. It's absurd. Here we go. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. President. Good morning, Madam Ambassador, who is with us this morning. Madam Ambassador. <laughs> Ambassador Makarova. Mr. President, it is my honor to present to you the Congress of the United States, which has great respect and admiration and appreciation for your courageous leadership. Members of Congress, I have the high privilege and distinct honor of presenting to you the President of Ukraine, Vladimir Zelensky. Slava Ukraina! Slava Ukraina! <laughs> My colleagues, Slava Ukraina! Slava Ukraina! Glory to heroes. Thank you very much. Madam Speaker, members of the Congress, ladies and gentlemen, Americans, friends, I am proud to greet you from Ukraine, from our capital city of Kyiv, a city that is under missile and airstrikes from Russian troops every day. But it doesn't give up. And we have not even thought about it for a second. Just like many other cities and communities in our beautiful country, which found themselves in the worst war since World War II. 
I have the honor to greet you on behalf of the Ukrainian people, brave and freedom-loving people who for eight years have been resisting the Russian aggression. Those who give their best sons and daughters to stop this full-scale Russian invasion. Right now, the destiny of our country is being decided. The destiny of our people, whether Ukrainians will be free, whether they will be able to preserve their democracy. Russia has attacked not just us, not just our land, not just our cities. It went on a brutal offensive against our values, basic human values. It threw tanks and planes against our freedom, against our right to live freely in our own country, choosing our own future against our desire for happiness, against our national dreams, just like the same dreams you have, you Americans, just like anyone else in the United States. I remember your national memorial in Rushmore, the faces of your prominent presidents, those who laid the foundation of the United States of America, as it is today, democracy, independence, freedom, and care for everyone, for every person, for everyone who works diligently, who lives honestly, who respects the law. We in Ukraine want the same for our people. All that is normal part of your own life. Ladies and gentlemen, friends, Americans, in your great history, you have pages that would allow you to understand Ukrainians, understand us now, when you need it right now, when we need you right now. Remember Pearl Harbor, terrible morning of December 7, 1941, when your sky was black from the planes attacking you. Just remember it. Remember September the 11th, a terrible day in 20, 2001 when evil tried to turn your cities, independent territories, in battlefields, when innocent people were attacked, attacked from air. Yes just like no one else expected it. You could not stop it. Our country experience the same every day, right now, at this moment, every night, for three weeks now. Various Ukrainian cities, Odessa and Kharkiv, Chernihiv and Sumy, Zhytomyr and Lviv, Mariupol and Dnipro. Russia has turned the Ukrainian sky into a source of death for thousands of people. Russian troops have already fired nearly 1,000 missiles at Ukraine, countless bombs. They use drones to kill us with precision. This is a terror that Europe has not seen, has not seen for 80 years, and we are asking for a reply, for an answer uh, to this uh, terror from the whole world. Is this a lot to ask for to create a no-fly zone, zone over Ukraine? 
to save people. Is this too much to ask? Humanitarian no-fly zone, something that Ukraine, uh, that Russia would not be able to terrorize our free cities. If this is too much to ask, we offer an alternative. You know what kind of defense systems we need, S-300 and other similar systems. You know how much depends on the battlefield, on the ability to use aircraft, powerful, strong air uh, aviation to protect our people, our freedom, our land, aircraft that can help Ukraine, help Europe. And you know that they exist and you have them, but they are on Earth, not in, Ukraine, in the Ukrainian sky. They do not defend our people. I have a dream. These words are known to each of you today. I can say, I have a need. I need to protect uh, our sky. I need your decision, your help, which means exactly the same, the same you feel when you hear the words, I have a dream. Ladies and gentlemen, friends, Ukraine is grateful to the United States for its overwhelming support for everything that your government and your people have done for us, for weapons and ammunition, for training, for finances, for leadership in the free world, which helps us to pressure the aggressor economically. I am grateful to President Biden for his personal involvement, for his sincere commitment to the defense of Ukraine and democracy all over the world. I am grateful to you for the resolution which recognizes all those who commit crimes against Ukraine, against the Ukrainian people as war criminals. However, now, it is true, in the darkest time for our country, for the whole Europe, I call on you to do more. New packages of sanctions are needed constantly, every week, until the Russian military machine stops. Restrictions are needed for everyone on whom this unjust regime is based. We propose that the United States sanctions all politicians in the Russian Federation who remain in their offices and do not uh, 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 cut ties with those who are responsible for the aggression against Ukraine, from uh, State Duma's members to the last official who has lack of morale to break the state terror. All Americans' company must leave Russia from their market, leave their market immediately because it is flooded with our blood. Ladies and gentlemen, members of Congress, please take the lead. If you have companies in your districts who um, finance the Russian military machine leaving business in Russia, you should put pressure. I'm asking to make sure that the Russians do not receive a single penny that they use to destroy people in Ukraine. The destruction of our country, the destruction of Europe. All American ports should be closed for uh, Russian goods. We are, peace is more important than income, and we have to defend this principle in the whole world. We already became 
part of the anti-war coalition, a big anti-war coalition that unites many countries, dozens of countries, those who reacted to, in principle, to President Putin's decision to invade our country. But we need to move on and do more. We need to create new tools to respond quickly and stop the war, the full-scale Russian invasion of Ukraine, which began on February 24th, and it would be fair if it ended in a day, in 24 hours, that evil would be punished immediately. Today, the world does not have such tools. The war of the past have prompted our predecessors to create institutions that should protect us from war, but they unfortunately don't work. We see it, you see it, so we need new ones, new institutions, new alliances, and we offer them. We propose to create an association, U24, United for Peace, a union of responsible countries that have the strength and consciousness to stop conflicts immediately, provide all the necessary assistance in 24 hours, if necessary, even weapons, if necessary, sanctions, humanitarian support, political support, finances, everything you need to keep the peace and quickly save the world, to save lives. In addition, such association, such union could provide assistance to those who are experiencing natural disasters, man-made disasters, who fell victims to humanitarian crisis or epidemics. Remember how difficult it was for the world to do the simplest thing, just to give vaccines, vaccines against COVID to save lives, to prevent new strains. The world spent months, years doing things like that much faster to make sure there are no human losses, no victims. Ladies and gentlemen, Americans, if such alliance would exist today, that is U24, we would be able to save thousands of lives in our country, in many countries of the world, those who need peace, those who suffer inhumane destruction. I ask you to watch one video, video of what the Russian troops did in our country, in our land. We have to stop it. We must prevent it, preventively destroy every single aggressor who seeks to subjugate other nations. Please watch the video.
and in the end to sum it up. Today, today it's not enough to be the leader of the nation. To be the leader of the world. Being the leader of the world means to be the leader of peace. Peace in your country doesn't depend anymore only on you and your people. It depends on those next to you and those who are strong. Strong doesn't mean weak. Strong is brave and ready to fight for the life of his citizens and citizens of the world. For human rights, for freedom, for the right to live decently and to die when your time comes and not when it's wanted by someone else, by your neighbor. Today, the Ukrainian people are defending not only Ukraine, we are fighting for the values of Europe and the world, sacrificing our lives in the name of the future. That's why today the American people are helping not just Ukraine, but Europe and the world to keep the planet alive, to keep justice in history. Now I'm almost 45 years old. Today my age stopped when the hearts of more than 100 children stopped beating. I see no sense in life if it cannot stop the death. And this is my main mission as the leader of my people, great Ukrainians. And as the leader of my niche, I'm addressing the President Biden. You are the leader of the nation, of your great nation. I wish you to be the leader of the world. Being the leader of the world means to be the leader of peace. Thank you. Slava Ukraine. Glory to Ukraine. The Ukrainian leader, Volodymyr Zelensky, from his capital city under siege, addressing the Congress of the United States of America in a historic moment, the first virtual address by a world leader to the United States Congress in American history, at a moment when Volodymyr Zelensky's country is under siege and his capital city is slowly being encircled. He said, Martin Luther King had a dream Volodymyr Zelensky said, I have a need. He said, I have a need to clear the skies. He said, I need the world's help and specifically the American help. He said, I need a no-fly zone. I need the planes to stop killing my people. And if he can't have that, he said, the backup is I need aircraft. He said, I need the United States to supply or create supply of aircraft. He said, I need new sanctions. I need restrictions for, for all in Europe. I need all politicians in the Russian Federation to be punished monetarily. I want every company to leave business in Russia and don't give them a single penny with which the Russians 
can murder my people. Volodymyr Zelensky, in a historic speech, David and Jim, in a historic forum, at a historic moment, a pivotal one potentially in our world. Yeah, Shep, um, it was a powerful summation as well from President Zelensky, and obviously that devastating video uh, as well. Much of it, I assume, designed to influence uh, the president and the Congress to do something they've been unwilling to do, at least the administration, which is impose that no-fly zone. Zelensky seemed in some ways to acknowledge that, moving fairly quickly on to, well, if you're not going to do that, at least give us planes. We need planes. He has a desperate need for it. I, just moments before President Zelensky spoke, I was up in my office and the first feed came in of a, another building that was attacked today in the central part of Kyiv. Kyiv, a city of 2.8 million people before this began. The population of Chicago and a massive apartment tower struck presumably by a Russian weapon of some kind. And against that attack, Zelensky says he has no protection. They're now surrounded on the north, surrounded on the east. There is some buffer zone in the west and not so much on the south. But the Russians are attempting to surround the, the city of Kyiv. Our military analysts tell us they believe that could take some two to three weeks and then another 30 to 60 days to starve to death everyone in the capital city. Not let them in, not let them out. No food, no power, no energy in, no people out starve them to death. He's proved he would do it in Chechnya. He proved he would do it in Syria. And Volodymyr Zelensky and our military analysts say he'll do it here if he's not stopped. And further, the military analysts tell us nightly on the news, nightly, that if, in fact, he, he takes over Kyiv and takes over Ukraine and puts in a puppet government, he will not stop there. He's never shown a propensity to stop. He didn't stop with, with the Crimean Peninsula, and he won't stop with Ukraine. NATO's on the doorstep. The fight's coming. That's what we hear from our analysts. Uh, Shep, Jim, does, uh, does Zelensky have a number two? Have they groomed anyone? I don't think it would be on the Russians to kill him. Oh, I, I don't either. I, I, but history says it would not be beyond them at all. He has a number of number twos who, speaks, that, who speak. There's a foreign minister. Uh, they, they've made a, a number of them. The mayor of Mariupol has spoken repeatedly. The mayor of Kiev speaks. This is this is his this is his to save. He, he's positioned himself in that way from the very beginning. I don't have to tell you. He, he's the face of this. He's many analysts credit him with the fact that the resistance has been so strong. I mean, th these people's babies are dying. Jim, one baby, one adolescent escapes Ukraine every second of the day. 55 children flee the country every minute of the day. 1.5 million youth have already escaped. And there's weeks and weeks and months and potentially years to go. Shep, uh, we obviously will be tuning in uh, uh, tonight to your show and throughout the day. Certainly appreciate One more your, thing I did uh, want to mention, David, I didn't mean to interrupt. Please. President Biden has a scheduled speech as well, 11.45 Eastern, 8.45 Pacific time this morning. We'll have live coverage here on, on CNBC and of course the complete wrap tonight on the news, 7 Eastern. Yeah, we'll see what his uh, response is Excellent. to a certain extent. Shep, thank you. Shep Smith. And again, uh, the news with Shepard Smith tonight as well at 7 p.m. All right, we've got uh, about a minute and a half or so before we get started with trading. These transitions can be very difficult yeah. to go from something like that to what we typically do in a day, but we do it uh, because that's 
That's what we're here for. I'm that's why people that are watching. Because we have a, a mission to do that's uh, separate. Yes. I mean, you know, for instance, do I want to talk about Starbucks after I just saw the chilling video, the need maybe for no fly zone? No. The people want us to talk yeah. about Starbucks. But at the same time, the area where we can at least add some value is much more on the sanctions part. By the way, I would point out Zelensky asking even for more sanctions. Close the port, saying peace is more important than income. But the sanctions on Russia have been dramatic, uh, devastating, some would say. And that economy certainly is on the brink of... Uh, significant contraction. Right, but our own Leslie Picker had some pretty good things to say about the how the nation is not debt-ridden. No. The nation's balance sheet is stronger than pe- people think, even as we find out that the military is weaker than people think. It's interesting, Jim, though. So many, uh, you know, the Western companies that have withdrawn is, is truly amazing. I mean, as a business story, two weeks ago, you would not have expected this mass withdrawal from the Russian market. Yes, for many of these companies, it's simply not a large part of their business. But nonetheless, it was it was rapid. Were that to be the case with China, in other words, the sanctions regime, a very different response, perhaps. But one that corporate America has got to be thinking a lot about even now. Um, and there it is, the opening bell. We're going to get back to talking about, of course, uh, larger business stories and stocks. Here's the big board, Women and Derivatives, celebrating Women's History Month. And over at the NASDAQ, hospitality company Sonder Holdings not uh, celebrating a recent listing. The fact that you have Western leaders go to Kyiv, uh, the Russians stop the bombing or seem to at least take their artillery to a different direction. If you, if Angela Merkel were to go to Kyiv, does that make Kyiv a, straight, a safe zone? Would Putin be willing to kill her? I don't know. I mean, those are pretty strong words from Shep, echoing what he hears on his show from the military experts in terms of at least their belief that nothing will stop Putin. The only good thing, you know, listen, again, I said earlier, these conversations you have, I'm sure you have them all the time with business leaders and anybody else, where does this end? Um, It would be unexpected for Putin to stop. However, the unexpected happens more (laughs) often than you'd expect. There's this percentage of people who say, look, uh, he'll use tactical nukes. Now, there's a percentage of people who say, uh, if he doesn't win, it's over for him. Uh, He's always won. He's won every time since 1999. He knows to win only, and he knows the West is weak. Yeah. He's never seen the West be strong. He thinks that the West always crumbles. Uh, He genuinely had respect for Merkel, but she hasn't been seen since mid-February. And she, in many ways, was part of the decommissioning of, of, of big power plants that made it so that Germany's at, uh, at, at the mercy. More to uh, significant changes in its energy supply. All right, Jim, now it is time for us to start getting to some of the news this morning that we haven't been able to in the first half hour, given that address from President Zelensky. Let's start with Starbucks. Kevin Johnson is leaving very quickly here, I would, I would add. Yeah. Uh, Shares, by the way, are up nicely this morning, but uh, again, announcing Kevin Johnson intends to retire after five years as CEO. He's been at the company 13 years. April 4th, April 4th, it's only a few weeks away. And founder Howard Schultz has been appointed interim CEO after KJ leaves on April 4th. He's going to stay around, by the way, uh, Kevin Johnson, as a uh, um, partner, employee, and special consultant. Starbucks says it will select a new leader by the fall. Last hour on Squawk Box, Starbucks Independent Board of Directors Chair Melody Hobson complimented Johnson, but also welcomed Schultz back into the fold. 
he's done a great job for us at Starbucks and um, really wants to move on to do something else now. And then we have this MVP, one of the greatest players in the game on the bench. So the board called him up. We called and said, Howard, would you help us out during this period? And he agreed to do so. We thought at this moment, he's the perfect person, certainly the perfect culture carrier. And so he'll help us transition, help us on board a new leader. And we get all that for a dollar. He's going to do it for free. Uh, they seem to be patting themselves on the back, Jim. I don't quite get it. Um, in, a pre- in, a, in a quote in the press release, KJ says, a year ago, I signaled to the board as the global pandemic neared an end, I would be considering retirement. A year ago. Right. They let Ros Brewer leave, by the way, 14 it, months almost, ago. Almost the same time. Who potentially was an heir apparent. She's Two, running Walgreens, Walgreens now. They had a strong. year. And the what have they been doing? Well, when I spoke, spoke to Kim today, I uh, found it quizzical. Why? Because I, I think he was doing a terrific job. Uh, obviously, the headwinds of China are beyond most. Uh, there's some unionization in Buffalo, but there's unionization in a lot of the uh, franchise Starbucks. Uh, seven years, uh, longtime CEO, 13 years on the board. Yes, but uh, not so long uh, that you couldn't have had an easy succession beginning last year. So what do you think happened here? Again, I, I find it extraordinarily quizzical uh, and can draw no conclusions other than the fact that the idea that Howard Schultz coming back uh, is extraordinary. I mean, maybe there was a lack of urgency in the part of the board because they knew they had Schultz in their pocket if they needed him. But again, if you are a board and your CEO says, you know what, I'm thinking about retiring a year from now, uh, I don't understand why you don't have a lot of candidates potentially lined up. And you let somebody walk out the door only a month or two prior to that, perhaps, if it's exactly a year. Because Brewer left in January of 21. I know. Uh, or announced that. I, I don't I, quite get it. So, is there you know, Melody Hobson can sit there and it, say this is great. Right. And maybe it is. Well, um, I, I found it. It's, 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 this is an important company no. that you'd expect to have a succession plan in place when your CEO tells you a year in advance that they're right. planning on leaving. I, I think Kevin Johnson's great doing every job. There's a, a lot of headwinds, obviously. I, I think he it was spectacular. I regarded his material that he told the board that he was going to leave. You we think st- it should have been? Yes. No, I don't know. I, well, a lot of times you can signal. He said okay, well, signaled. You know, what's the signaling, right? Signaled? Yeah. Uh, uh, signaled? That's what he says. He said I signaled. He signaled. I mean, maybe he didn't signal enough. I, I think Although they he, chose to put this in the press well, release, I, I, you know, so. maybe it's like the the pages where you had to steal the signals. Uh, the, the Astros, they still say. I mean, look, David, uh, Kevin Johnson, again, a man I thought was doing a terrific, a person I thought was doing a terrific job, uh, is someone whom I'm going to miss tremendously because that. It's too soon. We but both, you know what, people? Yeah. And by the way, his plan, as I understand it, and you spoke to him, is not to just disappear into retirement, no. but to have an active role, perhaps not as a public company CEO right. again, but, you know, in, in different things. Is my but I, I He's not like Howard going back. off to spend more but, time with his family. Right. No, that, no, we had a family moment recently that was specious, I felt. Uh, Howard, in many ways, is Starbucks and then stepped aside, presidential run, not, not successful. Uh, don't need me to tell you that. Uh, the stock's up because Howard's great. But can I just say Kevin was great? And the referendum here of the stock, I think, is unfair. Uh, I yeah. welcome Howard back, obviously. And Howard had he always right. had new ideas. But again, they're not saying that Mr. Schultz is going to uh, become the permanent CEO. I assume some people 
perhaps surmise that, well, we'll see what happens come the fall. But again, you know, one of the key things the board is supposed to do is have succession plan in place, potentially. And when you're given a signal a year prior, my only point would be you'd expect that you wouldn't have to go to an interim situation like this. Uh, all right, let's move on. Well, can I just say one thing again? Yeah. I want to congratulate Kevin for doing a great job and welcome Howard back. Uh, but I, to call this expected, frankly, is insane. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on. I want to, uh, Alibaba shares are up 15%. We've hinted a bit at the top of the show before President Zelensky's address to Congress, uh, but worth coming back to. Obviously, the stock is still down dramatically, but uh, adding a lot of market value today on what are just generally positive comments from state media, from key uh, from the vice premier uh, in China in terms of their commitment to technology companies, their commitment to working with the U.S. on this uh, delisting process that may take place as a result of the Holding Foreign Companies Accountable Act. Um, COVID's still a problem. They still got lockdowns going on, and so they we'll do. see what the impact on the economy is over there. And then you get other things as well. The property, the, you know, the, the overall property sector has declined dramatically yes. year over year um, as well. I'm looking at my friend Jun Lee at Warren Capital coming out with some numbers in terms of 19, because using 2019 to 2021 data, um, land sales of developers uh, declined 42%, 46% as well versus 2019. Land sales obviously is then the precursor to Real estate, real estate, still 25% of China's economy. Yeah, I, look, China does have a strong balance sheet. Um, the Chinese state-owned companies have horrible balance sheets. But as we see, I mean, I think that President Xi said too many people are losing money. So let's stop the decline. We've shaken out a lot of the rich people. We're anti-rich. And by the way, can I just say, he is wildly popular among the middle class because of things like Diddy does. Diddy. doesn't say common prosperity as much anymore, though, Jim. No, he doesn't. You, as you should have, rightly did when he did say that. You talk, We talked about it a lot. It was an important moment. But there was right. an interesting journal article today that there may be slight challenges to his, you know, to his leadership economically. Not slight. There's a November election. Yep. Everybody feels like it's a phony A fait accompli. It's completely not a fait accompli. He's got to get the economy moving. There's a bunch of people who are very important who do not like the way the economies go. Now, I'm not saying it's a democracy, or, and I don't want to quibble with president for life, but there are actual people judging him. Right. And it, you don't want the economy to be in a complete tailspin by November. And I think that he's managed to prop things up. Yep. Well, do I think it's too early to buy Pindua Dua? <laughs> That stock, is, that stock was at 250. It went down to 227. Yesterday was a good day to have bought it. Yeah, I guess. Like, do you think they, there was a bit of a turn yesterday in a lot of in a lot of these names? Do you think anybody got the signal there? No. I don't know. No don't more know. than we got the signal about Starbucks. No. The, sig- the signal. Um, signal. Let's look at some research signal. this morning as well, Jim. Uh, what is it? Remember how you do it? Like, which they is didn't it? pick up the signal. You know, no, it's like, like it's when like they do that, when, you know, uh, sh- when, yeah, when the third base coach gives you the signal to steal home. That means Not Howard, steal home. Howard Boy. The Howard sacrifice Boy. Yeah, right, the, right. is on, and you missed it. Yeah, and now the guy this gets one is Howard or it's, you know. I, the signal. Okay, look, I'm, I, I, yes, I'm making fun of it because I didn't know signal. I, I know the company better than anybody. There's no signal. You didn't get the signal either. No, I didn't get the signal. Apparently, the board didn't. didn't it, see you the know signal. what it is? It's like Howard stole home. <laughs> when when Chico Ruiz stole home to destroy the '64 Phillies, 
He stole home. Howard stole home. There, I said it. Was KJ in the batter's box? Did he miss the signal? What happened? I, 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 KJ, quite frankly, I do not know. <laughs> All right. Um, PayPal. I, I hate to. Oh, God. Why don't you just slay news. me? All right. Um, uh, no, I Moffitt deserve Nathanson, it. Uh, I deserve you like it. Lisa Ellis. The bad news, so. the good news, and our perspective. I thought that piece was excellent. I thought one one note here on PayPal was part of it was interesting. He's joking. My Chapel Trust mistakenly owns the it. stock okay. is eight percent below where it was on January first, two thousand and twenty. Despite revenues and EPS up forty three and forty eight percent. Well, she does say, listen, it was the fintech pandemic stock. Uh, it Zoom. Now I feel like it's Zoom, it's Peloton. Right? It's DocuSign and it's PayPal. Look at that. I mean, that is just, by the way, there are a lot of company stocks that look like that. But she, you know, full round trip. And and look, she talks directly about the reason why this is, beyond the fact of the pandemic, is management credibility, which she thinks is nil, by the way. Lisa Ellis does not think the company the company has magic credibility, and unless they develop some, it's not going higher. I found her piece brilliant. Brilliant. Wow. And the, the suffered loss of investor confidence is spot on. Anybody who wants to know how wrong I was about it just need to read this report because it's extraordinary. Extraordinary. Um, all right, which all leads to, and again, I don't, all right, you know, do you, do you hold on to it here? If okay, you've so owned here's, it, or do you question. buy it if you don't own it? I, I don't think you can buy it until management's credibility is reestablished. How's that going to happen? Someone has to leave. Yeah. Or an activist has to leave. Does he have to leave? Does it? Someone has to leave. Someone? Who? Who? Senior hey, look, vice if, president if for Starbucks regional sales? Really who's who's, who's going to leave? Okay, okay. Uh, now listen Dan to me. has got to leave. Listen to me. There's a CEO. There's a CFO. Yeah. There's high-level people. There are people who told me that things were very strong when they weren't. So what do you do when you say that? When you remember, I am not cast. I am not making. I'm not saying there was dissembling. I am saying that someone does not know how the business is doing. Fair enough. You buy that? Because I'm selling it. So you're entitled to your. Look, your, I've been crushed by my charitable trust, crushed. which I'm going to be giving a lot of money away in two weeks. This has been a. Do you know what my wife asked me about it yesterday? Really? Yeah. She says, are you over it? Wow, that gets to a high level. I said, level no more over it than the Baconator thing that John Oliver did. At least she got over that. She's, she's a, a good sport. She's a queen. Yeah, she's a good no sport. No other wife would get, would get over that. The uh, stringing together of nine Nine years worth of you takes, talking about your wife the loving <laughs> That was chilling. Um, Netflix also gets a, uh, a, a note out this morning from uh, Laura Martin. She hasn't liked it for a long time. By the way, not to like it this year has been the right call. Falling hours, Netflix must add ads. Must add ads. Yeah, that was another one. Channel checks this month suggests audience have pivoted, pivoted toward news for obvious reasons, which benefits streamers that air news. Netflix doesn't air news. We, we're aware of that. In uh, the seventh inning of the streaming wars. I saw There's still that. a winner in Do the streaming Do you see who they war. said one of the winners is? No. Disney. Yeah, of course Disney's a winner. Why? Disney's at 135. If it's a winner, why is it at 135 and not 185? Winners are at 185. They're Losers adding, are at 135. Disney adding that ad I supported, think Disney that ad is supported part of a direct-to-consumer service yes. to bring a price down, even though the price, frankly, at Disney in the early days when they announced that, that price was something that attracted everybody. Was I know, but what is but, the frequency path? 
What's the frequency? Uh, I don't know. I'm not Dan Rather. Well, I'm just saying there's a lot, of, a lot of quizzical things today. Yes. I thought that the idea of putting ads in Netflix was sacrosanct. You read Hoffman. Well, I don't think that they are interested no, in necessarily No, but I'm that. saying it's like saying, you know what we're going to do? We're going to merge Netflix and Disney. I mean, you know, UNH can't even merge with what, change hell? I mean, you know. Yeah. Um, all right. Looking no, at the overall. Not what, all right. what, you don't want to move on? You want to stay on this? No, I'm just saying that there are so many events today that make very little sense. Uh, the only thing that made sense to me was there Zelensky are. saying, will you please let us have the MiGs? I mean, give us the MiGs at least. Now give us a no-fly zone. Zelensky is a brave man. Our other leaders brave. He is a brave man. I thought it was particularly effective when he when he transitioned to speaking in English at the end there. He changed. Um, you know who was Putin very, didn't? Yeah, we say, oh, Putin's army. But he Putin didn't count on that Neither. man. No. That Putin really was like, I mean, talk about a guy who really just, just slit. You know, David, he's misjudged if Putin this. known that man, he's misjudged he'd pick this. on another province, another yeah. state. Another independent state. Um, Jim, before we get to Bob and the broader markets, uh, the bank sector having a very strong morning as well. Well, you know, people are know the names you like there. Uh, Obviously, we do have the Fed. We are expecting the 25 basis points. There are a lot of questions as to how much more Mr. Powell can raise in the face of significant cost increases in energy and other areas that uh, will result from uh, this war in Ukraine. Uh, other commodities, wheat, for example. Well, that yield curve, David, is starting to look a lot better for these guys. Yes. Uh, but I still question, if you really crack down the oligarchs, should the oligarchs, where do you, where do you think they have their money? Barely building a loan? They've got it with a lot of our banks. I'd like to know the oligarch bank list and who's got, who lent oligarchs money. Yeah. Do you think that's important? I do. I think it is. I don't we think don't Charlie know. We speculate. I thought it was interesting. Sharp. I mean, of course, another thing that we never expected to see was the Swiss actually impose sanctions on Russia and get involved. Was that not incredible? Yeah, that was quite a moment. A Swiss, com- a country Swiss that has always to been protect Nazis. You know, one of the things that's happened, you were never allowed to use the word Nazi. But until Russia decided to kill people indiscriminately, you got to talk Nazi. I mean, the, the Swiss did not, the Swiss protected right down to, like, sergeants, Nazis. And they didn't protect Putin. Uh, Putin believes that civilians should be killed uh, until the Nazis mistakenly, well, some people say, bomb Rotterdam. People felt that Hitler shouldn't, didn't want to discriminate. Of course, he ended up being the greatest mass murderer in history. But, I mean, Churchill debated for a very long time about whether to kill civilians uh, until Bomber Harris came in and said, the only way we're going to win is to kill civilians. Here, this man kills civilians at, at whim, and we won't even let the MiGs go in to try to defend. Quizzical. Anyway, I just felt that the if you are watching the Zelensky, it's difficult to try to figure out uh, why why to bother with why Kevin Johnson's leaving. It is. And it because is. It's, it's hard to uh, it, it, it's hard so to focus do you do it? on David, other things. David, how do you? I mean, we're on air. How do you process what you saw? It's very hard. You just try to compartmentalize it, and this is what we're here to do. But is that a charade? Is what? What I'm doing? No, no, no. I'm saying to be able to watch Zelensky and then try to figure out whether Microsoft should be up three. I find it hard, and I'm a dollar sign represented by a man. Agreed. Anyway, Agreed, Jim. These enough are not existing. Easy. I don't These mean to be existential. Times to watch this, but it's particularly a 
lot easier for us than it is certainly It's easier for to those. say that yum China, right place to be today. Um, all right, Bob, with all of that, we're going to transition to you now and let you tell us what's going on in the market as well. Well, the market's trying to respond to the prospects for some kind of peace. We've moved 160 points on the S&P, David, since the bottom on Monday, and that's all on hopes for additional peace talks. Uh, seven to one advancing to declining stocks for the S&P 500. Two sectors are making attempt at a bottom. They're having one of the best days they've had in a long time. I'm talking about China. There's MCHI, uh, which was cut in half, you know, half since November, uh, the MSCI China ETF that we watch. And Kathy Wood, uh, ARK Innovation, uh, also um, having one of the best days it's had uh, in a long, long time. Banks, tech, also doing pretty well today overall. But I want to point out uh, sectors that are still on the weak side. Uh, after moving tremendously, the defense sector, uh, we're seeing mostly declines today in some of the groups there, Lockheed, Northrop, uh, Raytheon, the big stocks there, uh, all to the downside. And the really, the market leaders recently, uh, the defense stocks, uh, the metal stocks, the energy stocks, all well off of their highs. I know we emphasize this in the last few days, but it's very important. Uh, and when you see advances like you see today, Mostly it's happening without those particular sectors. Modest advances in energy uh, today. David was talking about the China stocks, and boy, they're talking about a group trying to bottom here. Uh, Alibaba, remember, went from 108 to 76, and now it's at 90, essentially. It was even higher just a, a little while ago. Uh, but those are really astonishing moves. DD, JD, Comp, Duo. And here's the reason why. Uh, Lu He, who is the uh, vice premier of China, arguably the number three guy in China, gave a speech overnight. And this is what he said. Chinese and U.S. regulatory bodies have maintained good communication and made progress. The two sides are working on a concrete cooperation plan. And as David's talking about, the hope here is on progress on allowing U.S. regulators to review the audits of China. Chinese companies. That's where the sticking point is. That's where the delisting threat uh, is coming from. So th these are positive signs here, and the market is responding to that. Finally, uh, Standard & Poor's every year does a survey of active stock pickers, active mutual fund uh, companies that are trying to pick stocks. The numbers, again, the annual report, terrible. And they've been terrible for many, many years. Here's the number, 79% of active stock pickers underperformed the market last year. 79% underperformed their benchmarks. Over 10 years, it's even worse. 86% of active fund managers underperformed. These numbers haven't changed much in many, many years. They have been doing this study for 22 years. One of the things that they note is there is a survivorship bias problem in among these mutual funds. 5% of mutual funds go out of business every year. They merge or liquidate because their performance is terrible. 70% of the funds, mutual funds, go out of business after 20 years. Put up the next full screen there. That's very important to note because the companies, the funds don't do very well overall. Put up that next full screen. You can see that. Finally, I just want to know why these aren't doing well. Why aren't active fund managers able to outperform their benchmarks, even with all sorts of technology available to them? Number one, they charge too much. Uh, so the fees tend to overwhelm any outperformance. Number two, they have overconfidence in their ability to pick winners. Number three, market timing is almost impossible to get right. You have to be right going in and going out. Statistical probability, very low on that. And David, finally, tough competition. It's important to remember, it's not because these people are stupid that they're underperforming. It's that they have competition that is so intense, professional investors against professional investors, no matter what you say about retail investors, that it's very, very difficult for any of them to outperform because most of them have very, very high levels 
of expertise. Another year of underperformance. David, back to you. Bob, you know, just for a moment to stay on that, because it is, and I'd love to get Jim's thoughts. Too. I mean, 86%, that number is incredible. And you, you say it, I talked to so many hedge fund managers, amongst the brightest people that I know. They're incredibly smart, incredibly rigorous. Doesn't seem to get them much over time. I, I don't know what the answer is here. Maybe everybody should just be in an index fund. Maybe we can just, I don't know. I mean, CNBC doesn't want us to turn off the network. No, but, and know. people can pick up great stocks. There's billions being made. You know, people can become millionaires. But I think what Bob said about the fees. The, the fees. fees. Bob pointed that out. I mean, that's, yeah, for mutual funds as well. Yeah, Bob, I mean, you're so right to point that out. Well, they took Bob away from us, but it was a great point, and I know one he'll come back to as well. That underperformance, three out of only right. 21 of the last years of active That's managers it. outperformed. Three out of 21. But individuals who do great work and find the fangs of the world when the fangs are right do tremendously. And I worked with many wealthy people who became wealthy in the stock market, but they were not in one of these they learned how to do it themselves, which is what I try to do. As you I have on Mad Money for And what I teach in the, yes. in the vesting club. Yeah. Still, I'm still the Zeal, Zelensky speech. I'm sorry. No, I, as you should be. I know I should be. Um, all right, we're going to take a quick break. I do want to get to another look at how treasuries are faring, though, before we do that. Uh, of course, we've got that Fed decision. We pointed it out. We kind of know what the decision is, don't we all? That would be the only surprise would be if it was not 25 basis points. You can see, though, that 10-year... Uh, it, it's had a significant move higher in yield and or down in price over the last, let's call it, week or two. 2.153. We'll be right back. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create. Like Olu Shei, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. David Cybersecurity, Sentinel One on tonight. Uh, not as good, I think, as CrowdStrike. And then the most important interview of the day, maybe my interview with Steve Squared, American Express. Oh, wow. Because I think the consumer is incredibly strong. Once again, uh, to watch what you and I saw Zelensky, if you remember, if we only knew in 1938 and 39. Uh, he was very, very uh, strong. Um, powerful summation as well. All right. Speaking of summations, we are actually just at the beginning of the market's uh, moves today, but you can see so far, to sum it up, a strong day, at least if you're long. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. 
What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. 